Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Minute by minute is another way you could say that if you wanted to. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky, Minute 112. Minute 112 starts with Sheeta running down a hallway lined with old robots. Not like all the robots aren't old, but okay. Yeah. She's running and Muska is walking after her. And it ends with Pazu being thrown back by the force of his gun. His, his hand, cannon. His hand cannon. Hand cannon. Hand cannon. As uh, Vincent Vega would say from mm. Pulp Fiction. With a gosh darn hand cannon. Mm. Yeah. She's a trips. Yeah, so uh, kind of a strong shining vibe here at the beginning of this minute. Oh my gosh, you're right. A distraught Danny. female character <laughs> or a distraught child. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Running mm-hmm. and a maniacal, man. psychotic, yeah, adult man. Running after them. Walking after walking. them in pursuit. Victim running in panic. The Yes, the antagonist calmly walking. Oh, huff. Oh, <laughs> puff. That's right. Yeah, and it's in an old place. It's kind of maze-like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, there are mazes on the wall for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right? All those maze designs. So she's walking past more robots, which look a little bit, more similar to yeah the robots that we know and love or at least the robots <laughs> that we've seen like in operation mm-hmm. the these one don't she look trips like by yeah probably looks the most similar yeah yeah I don't these these definitely look like they're coated with stone somehow yeah i don't know how that works but that's what it looks like i mean it's cool yeah and then she runs to a wall and we've got two more otter fellows Otter fellows? Like, Otter, like, like river odd, creatures? No, no, odder. Like the word oh, yeah. odd. Yes, okay. Like one has the eyes in a is it vertical as opposed to horizontal. Well, I think he's, yeah, I don't know. Is it's, his head turned around? Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's so weird. And then the one next to her has. He's got, they both have like a little notch. Yeah. In the, in the middle of their kind of the eye plate or whatever. Yeah, they look like goggles. I don't know if it's just like different artists were given. Like creative liberties and. Yeah. Operating under time constraints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's like each generation. It does feel like she's. Yeah. These are like early iterations or something yeah. like we were talking about yesterday. Early versions of Iron Man kind of thing. Yeah. Totally. She runs and she hears Pazu calling for her. But I don't know why. If they were like early, I don't know why they would still be around. Like Laputa doesn't seem like... Like some a city to dwell on the past. Yeah. It seems like they would keep everything current. Yeah. I, mean, I don't this, know. This could be like a museum <laughs> section. Yeah. It, that's, it almost feels like an underground crypt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the uh, like the hall of the... Like the past hall kings. Of, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the hall of stewards in, in Lord of the Rings where... Mm-hmm. Denethor goes to burn Faramir, right? Or like the you know the the underground crypt uh, at uh, I forget the name of the oh 
the keep in uh, in Game of Thrones, Winterfell, like mm. the basement of Winterfell right. with all the other. Yeah, it feels a lot like that. The past heads of House Stark. Yeah, it does feel like that, like an underground crypt. Mm-hmm. Except it's in the air. Yes. In a castle. And these are robots. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not statues of kings. No. I guess it's an honorary thing, but they're so... They're lined up like they're ready to be used, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're like guards lining the hall. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit... Um, you know, Star Wars introduced like this whole idea of the used future. Mm. Right? That at any point in time, you look around in any environment, like any civilization... Most of the stuff is old, yeah, already, right? right? But like science fiction movies before Star Wars, like when they a future society, like everything is brand new and gleaming, mm-hmm. right? So really, Star Wars introduced that kind of idea that you build in age to like any kind of weird environment. You build mm-hmm. in that age stuff, but kind of this environment, this kind of environment, like an abandoned city, like we were talking about with Jack when right. he was on. Right. It gives you another take. You kind of don't know. And I kind of had the feeling in my comment just a few minutes ago. It was like, I don't know where I got that, but I kind of had the feeling just based on the fact that all the robots that we see operational mm. are the exact same model. Yeah. Right? Right. It kind of made me feel like, well, they maybe they reached some level or some plateau in their civilization where everything was kept running yeah. and everything was kind of the same there's no need for advancements, just kind of... It's been so long since they reached this that anything that would have been an older model has been totally fallen into total disrepair or completely thrown out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I get that. But it's harder to build in that kind of, oh, here's a history of all the yeah. objects there, when all those objects are themselves history. Right? <laughs> right. And so like thousands of years old. It's weird to have that kind of, your horizon of wh- how old stuff is kind mm-hmm. of shrinks when it's the you know when it's so far when there's like another horizon of where this stuff comes from right. if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and she hears pazu scream for her and she does the same yeah they finally connect yeah and she yeah there's a small crevice in the wall where they can see each other so was this it seems like she's obviously reaching past a tree root yes so is this a like an open hallway that was filled by a tree root, or is the tree root kind of grown in between the stone or whatever this was and pushed it apart? It feels like a tree blocked that open hall. Yeah. Because Pazu... Same way they blocked the entrance that yeah. ticked off Muska so much. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because Pazu like easily, not easily, but like he shoots a hole in the wall. In this minute, I think, pretty easily. Uh, he does not shoot. He shoots at the very end of this minute. We yeah. don't see what happens to that shot. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that, I think, probably tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. probably tomorrow. But um, they see each other, and Pazu immediately is like, stand back, I'm coming. I'll get there. But she does, like, I don't have time to... Don't, yeah, no time for that. No. She reaches out with, like, probably all of her arm... To give this stone to Pazu. Yeah, she's got part of her shoulder in that. Yeah. In that hole, you can see. Yeah, and so does Pazu. Got tiny little. She arms. should be able to just like toss it or flick it. I don't know why she needs to reach I to mean, his hand. It could fall into a place where like Pazu can't reach. Uh, I guess that's true. You're right. 
That was always my concern watching this scene is like, what if she drops it? You know, like what? And Muska couldn't get it either. Yeah. I guess that would be and a good solution. Yeah. How it should have ended. <laughs> but when <laughs> Directed by Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> <laughs> Just plop, done. Owari. <laughs> 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 With the classic blue <laughs> white font. Yeah, but like it just barely gets into his hand and Sheeta pleads with him, throw it into the ocean. It's still glowing. Yeah. Throw it into the sea. Stete. Stete. And then Sheeta's arm is replaced by Muska's gun. <laughs> yeah, I'll, Muska starts running instead of walking. Yeah, he sees that, yeah. He sees that Sheeta has a friend. Starts to realize what's going on, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, crap, okay. Hmm. So yeah, Muska's gun kind of interrupts this crucial moment. And he shoots off Pazu's goggles. Pazu's goggles. First the satchel. Then the goggles. the goggles. We see the glass shards fly out. And I didn't didn't see it until I went frame by frame. You can see it breaks the strap. Oh, really? As well. Oh, it does. Yeah, so not only is the glass shattered, but the goggles themselves fall off of his hat. So they're just gone. Yeah, this is the second pair of goggles that have been destroyed in this film. Very anti-goggle film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think this was heavily protested by pro-goggle groups. Yes. <laughs> Don't during watch its opening this film. Weekend. And Pazu puts the uh, the stone into, into his mouth. Whoa, dude. Does he know where that stone's been? Oh, come on. It's been in Muska's palm. Right? Ew. Yeah, but Muska is not afraid to kill a kid. Not at all. And uh, I don't know why Pazu thinks that his gun is loaded. (laughs) I mean, it looks like it only takes one shell at a time. Yeah. He doesn't keep track of, oh, you shot that shell. You already shot that shell, dude. You already shot that shell, dude. Don't know why you expect to go click, click, click and have it do anything. (laughs) And is the extra shell in his pocket? Is that? Oh, it is. Wow. When Muska shoots Pazu near his head and then makes a deal with him, trade that stone for her life. He's a good shot, I think. We see this later in the week, too. Oh, we do. He's a pretty good shot. He is a very good shot. I don't think he's doing anything by mistake there. No. That's a very good intimidation yeah. thing. Hold on to that Second stone. time that sh- that uh, Pazu's been shot At in the head. Yeah. Like versus... in the past hour. Yeah. His ears must be like ringing. Right? He's got like a, he's got a pretty bad concussion now. Yeah. It's not okay. First it's a huge headache. Yeah. Now his goggles uh, yeah, are like his, right. Yeah, right on his forehead. Right, right by his temple. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. How is he functioning? He's some aspirin. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a tense minute. Yep, that's all I had. I think that's all I have as well. So we should mention? Oh, yes. We are a guest today on the Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute podcast. Yep. So please go show them some love. Yeah, check that out. You can find them, just look for Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute on your favorite podcast app. You can always go to moviesbyminutes.com. Look them up there. There's a link to their homepage. Uh, their homepage is at amateurnerds.podbean.com if you can't find it anywhere else, which you definitely will be able to. That episode with us should be coming out today. Yes. 
So thanks to uh, Tyler and Kandra for having us on. Yeah. Uh, check that out. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. Yeah. On, on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. Minute.